giant spiraling horns breach his skull and careen upward, a fiendish stretch toward the heavens. He walks on great cloven hooves that click and clack as he stalks his victims, striking fear in the hearts of all who hear. Claws born of fire and sharpened by hate, made for rending flesh, clasped leather whip and birch rod. Emerging from the Austrian Alpine folklore is a half-goat, half-man demon. He carries a whisker basket or burlap sack and can be heard lurking in the shadows by the telltale jingle of copper chains and shackles that adorn his waist and arms. His long, thick, black-brown fur cascading down from his head to his ankles limes his muscles, corded and taut from years and years of hard labor in the depths of Hades. Giant spiraling horns breach his skull and careen upward, a fiendish stretch toward the heavens. He walks on great cloven hooves that click and clack as he stalks his victims, striking fear in the hearts of all who hear. Claws born of fire and sharpened by hate, made for rending flesh, clasped leather whip and birch rod. These are for penance and pain. A serpent's tongue, long and pointed, flicks about, tasting the panic and dread of his prey. The eyes so black, the black of his soul, peer to and fro, ever searching, ever seeking those that he might punish. Welcome back to Icarin Inc., where we dredge the depths of the horrific and hilarious in all their gore and glory. I am, as always, Micah. I'm Krampus. Okay. And together we bring you a special holiday horror episode to wrap up our month of Christmas canards. And what better way to do it than with Krampus? If you really want to know the true story of Krampus, stick around because we got the reels. Please like the video, subscribe to our channel. That's really going to help us grow and reach more people. If you want to support the channel, we have hoodies, t-shirts, and coffee mugs. Links are provided in the show notes. They are comfy, sexy, and enchanted with magic. So get you something and represent the show. We also have a Patreon, so check it out if you feel so inclined. But enough of that nonsense. Chelsea, what's up? Oh, so many things. Uh, nice. Decked out in our holiday gear today. Yeah, yeah. I really like your flannel and hat. I think it just pairs really nicely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. Well, and you know, the, the beard also. I think the beard kind of totally, ties together. Yeah. yeah. You're like the rock vibe of Santa. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 uh, like lumberjack, uh, lumberjack yeah. elf kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah, I like it. I took I'm on cool the more devilish approach. I got the Baphomet shirt on. That's with hilarious. The Christmas hat. Some of you might be able to see the peak of that, but he's yeah. sitting there on his, my shirt all nice and proud. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Uh, I do love yeah. the antlers. The antlers You're are welcome. a great touch. You're Thank welcome. you. Yeah. Thank you. But I yeah. do have... You do have Christmas nails. Awesome. 
So what's the just, what's the ring finger? Let me see the ring finger again. The ring finger is I don't know if you can get that. Okay, I got it. Yep, awesome, cool. A little yeah, uh, like, little gift wrap. Yeah, that's sweet, dude. Yeah. I love that. I finally figured out a release date for book three. Hey. Um, mm-hmm. And so by the time this releases, it has already been announced, but I am going to be releasing on May third. Awesome. So that's, congratulations. Uh, yeah, that's what I was doing at 6 a.m. this morning was looking at my calendar and figuring Sweet. out my edits. <laughs> yeah. Not to not to brag on my girl, but you have won national and international awards for, for the saga. So, I have. Yeah. So, you know, eat it. People eat it, who, critics. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Eat it, critics. <laughs> so, yeah. So, enough about me. I feel like bragging today about my book because I'm really excited. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I also got my cover, too, and it's really badass. Um. So... What about you? Okay, hold on. Nope, nope. Rewind. Take it back. You've got your cover back? Awesome. That was the beauty of yesterday's disaster was that That I got my cover. (laughs) That is wonderful. When do we get to see it? December 27th. December 27th. Coming right up. Yeah. Awesome. I wanted to do a cover reveal before the end of the year. Awesome. Awesome. I'm very excited. uh, We'll definitely have to do a cover reveal on here as well. But yeah, yeah, enough about you. I'm tired of talking about you. I'd like to talk about me. Um, what, what do you got? I really just don't want to talk about you anymore. I don't necessarily have to talk about me. I just don't you want shouldn't. to talk about you. Let's freaking get into the story. According to legend, Krampus is the son of hell. Not hell as in the lake of fire. Hell is the daughter of the trickster god Loki. She is the Norse goddess of Niflheim, the underworld. These Norse gods were revered and worshipped in pagan Norse religions for centuries. Krampus was not known as he is today during that time. Instead, he would often manifest as a Yule goat, a pagan Norse figure traditionally associated with the winter solstice. It wasn't until somewhere in the 15th or 16th century, when Christianity began to gain popularity in Europe and beyond, post-Inquisition, the Crusades and criticism of corruption, that Germany and Austria's Yuletide celebrations started to become less and less about Yuletide and the Yule Goat and became more focused on Christmas and a much cheerier Yuletide character, St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas of Myra, yes, a real-life person, was sainted in 800 AD and is known as Nicholas the Wonder Worker due to his generosity and legendary habit of secretly giving gifts. The Yule Goat would often demand sacrifices and offerings during Yuletides and would frighten children into paying homage to him and the other Norse gods and into properly honoring them and the winter solstice. As attention and dedication to the gods began to wane, so too did the offerings and gifts. This angered the gods and so, because of his hideous and grotesque visage and that being akin to a goat, Krampus ascended Niflheim and assumed the duties of the Yule Goat, though he was cruel and malevolent and remains so to this day. He whips and beats children who are naughty and have lost their way. He will even bind them and drag them back to the depths of the underworld as punishment until they learn their lesson. The Feast of St. Nicholas is observed on December 6th. On the eve before, St. Nick would travel far and wide dispensing gifts and merriment. It is said that Krampus confronted St. Nick on the night of December 5th many years ago 
and demanded that he would be allowed to accompany St. Nicholas and dole out punishments to all the naughty girls and boys. He would most often leave bundles of birch wood and coal for the bad children. But for the especially naughty, he would maim and beat and even kidnap them for a year, dragging them down, down to the sixth layer of hell, the layer reserved for heretics. There, they would spend their year imprisoned in a flaming tomb. Yikes. That was the most badass intro to a lore I've ever read. Yeah, that's, uh, man, that's crazy. Uh, Dude's no joke. You know, we talked about Perchta, uh, Pirchta, you know, the other day. And, you know, she's she's crazy, you know, and she can can handle some Mm -hmm. business and she's frightening. But mm-hmm. I still think I still think Krampus kind of holds the holds the crown for uh, for nasty dude. The moment you hear that he like takes on the duties in Niflheim and yeah. confronts Saint Nick and is yeah. like, "This is how it's gonna be." Right. All right, dude. You're a yeah. legend. Yeah. He, okay. he's, he's and the fact that he is a son of hell. You know, H E L, son of hell. Yeah. You know, and that he was, he is a Norse god, but he ascended Niflheim, you know, to assume the duties of the Yule goat because his his main appearance is that of a grotesque goat. Right. So he's like, uh, you know, hey, I kind of already fit this. I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna go handle business. Krampus worked low to the ground, flying under the radar for hundreds of years. Saint Nicholas was satisfied to let him have the wayward children and more often than not saw quite the return when he came around next year and found those once bad apples behaving well, full of gratitude and kindness. Krampus was quite all right with this, lurking in the shadows, remaining a relatively unknown counterpart to the brighter and much more wholesome St. Nick, but nothing good lasts forever. In the 1890s, Germany and Austria's postcard industry exploded, In fact, Germany is the second largest producer of postcards even today. With the low cost of printing and low wages there, Germany was at one time producing two-thirds of the entire world's postcards. If you were anyone or anything of renown, chances are your face was going to be plastered onto thousands of small rectangles of cardstock and shipped all over the world. Krampus was no exception here. Unlike most other postcards, which portrayed beautiful landscapes, vacation spots, families, industries, or celebrities, the cards showing Krampus were just as dark and disturbing as you'd expect. Depictions of children being whipped and beaten, oftentimes in the presence of their families, by a devilish goat man, were all the rage. Illustrations of Krampus stuffing unruly girls and boys into wicker baskets as they reached and screamed for help or chain gangs of kids being led down to hell came with the caption, Gruß vom Krampus, or Greetings from Krampus. After some time, the postcards and other printed works veered toward the more adult in nature. Krampus harassing and proposing to women, female Krampuses whipping bound men, etc. These printings took on political, humorous, and sexual tones, turning Krampus into a vehicle for any number of agendas and narratives. As you can imagine, this led to quite a frenzy. Krampus was now a household name. Everyone knew about him now. Children were terrified and adults were elated by the prospects of an evil demigod goat demon terrorizing naughty girls and boys. 
The Catholic Church had been trying for years to distance the idea of Santa Claus and Christmas from Krampus. This completely upended all of their work. The cat was out of the bag, Krampus was real, and he was among us. His infamy remained by and large confined to European countries for years. It wasn't until recently that Krampus became well known to the United States. His legend continued to grow, but he did not become a household name until art director Monty Bouchamp published a collection of these Krampus cards and arranged displays and art shows inspired by them. From there, Krampus mania spread like the fires of hell. Now you can fill your Amazon cart with Krampus merchandise. Ugly Krampus sweater? Yeah, sure. Krampus lunchbox? Absolutely. And how about those old 1890s Krampus postcards? Well, now you can get all kinds of Krampus postcards. You can even find graphic novels, comic books, and action figures of this demonic Yule goat. But what does Krampus think about all this? Krampus is not to be taken lightly, nor is his work. It is a dark and gruesome thing. Krampus, the son of hell, portrayed as a common boogeyman in low-budget B-horror movies? Krampus, the grandson of the trickster god Loki, reduced to a gimmick or a cartoonish imp, hopping about slapping coal in children's stockings? Krampus, the son of a Norse goddess who ascended from the netherworld to punish those who had forsaken their gods, is now adorning Christmas candles? Krampus does seem to have a sense of humor, though, or at least doesn't mind being amused by us mere mortals. This is evidenced by the Krampus parade held every year in Austria, where hundreds of adults fill the streets dressed as Krampus and Pershton elves. The parade culminates in the Krampus Lauf or Krampus Run, where men in ornate Krampus costumes get drunk and run through the streets, racing and frightening the children. It is a terrifying sight for sure, as the costumes are very well made and lifelike, and it is in the middle of the night of all things. It is a dark and drunken homage in candlelight, a hellish version of the running of the bulls, if you will. But this yearly tribute is a far stretch from the frivolous pulp culture treatment he receives in many parts of the world, including the U.S. There is not a ton of information as to how Krampus chooses to interact with us in this modern era. Where does a true demigod of pagan religion's past fit in when Thor, the god of thunder, is portrayed by a hunky sun-kissed Australian, and Kratos, the Greek god of war, is somehow transported to the Norse realm of Midgard? Don't get me wrong, I love Marvel and Hemsworth's Thor, and Santa Monica Studios' god of war, but I can't help but wonder how Krampus feels being so trivialized. I'd wager he's a bit pissed. And what kind of paranormal, supernatural, cryptozoologist, warlock ninja author of best-selling book, Urban Legends, Ghost Stories, and Folklore, would I be if I didn't prepare you for the eventual inevitability of your chancing upon him? Oh. This you can take to the bank. I wouldn't let you all go out there on this Christmas night knowing that Krampus stalks the streets and is most likely stalking you right now. He is. Without telling you how to kill him. Death to all, and to all a good night. It's true that Krampus is an immortal demigod from the times before time, but that doesn't mean we can't kill him. The standard methods for slaying supernatural baddies may not work here to kill the Yule Goat, but will definitely slow him down. Impalement, silver or iron, and fire 
are all good options to create a little breathing room between you and old Saint Nick's uglier half. But I don't want to create space mica. I want to kill it. Yes, of course you do. So we really just need to add on a little to what we already know about killing beasties. The trick here isn't necessarily your method, but more your weapon. If you want to take down the big bad Christmas demon, you're going to need an evergreen, a Christmas tree. Not the whole thing, but you need enough of it to do some real damage. A splinter will not cut it here, folks. You are going to need to craft a Yuletide spear and run him through, a Christmas time cutlass and chop his freaking head off, a holiday halberd and do a little of both. You need a weapon made out of a Christmas tree and you need to cause some major internal damage. Then once that's done, just light it up like a Festivus fire and you're golden. And that is how you kill Krampus. It's really not that difficult. What do you need? Super fast reflexes, a heart of steel, and enough strength to push a Christmas tree through a god. But if you've got all that and the Christmas tree itself, you're all set. You can kill Krampus. Allow us to leave you with this poem by Kenneth Widman. Hear the bells, Christmas bells ringing in the distance. Past the moon, across the sky, we knew him in an instant. A small lad from the town in the valley far below shouts, look up to all, I can see Rudolph's bright red nose. Way up there, the small reindeer pointing out the way the gang's all here, as twelve more appear to guide old Santa's sleigh. Santa brings a special glee, a sparkle to the eye. But brats take haste, the Krampus comes to darken up the sky. A jolly old soul with a heart of gold, Santa Claus is coming. With cloven hooves and goatish horns, the Krampus sends him running. As good Saint Nick will fill with toys his magical red sack, the Krampus has a birch club strapped across his back. Much larger than his counterpart, with fur from head to toe. Two horns as large as antlers, and claws where hands should go. All the naughty children in rusty chains are bound. They'll smell the stench of brimstone as it rises through the ground. The earth will start to rumble, there's fire all around. The pits of hell will open wide, and he'll throw the children down. So sinister a creature, this frigid hungry beast, will eat their burning bodies for a crispy Christmas treat. As Santa leaves our snowy town, the remaining kids will gather round. For their friends they'll shed a final tear, and know that the Krampus will be back in a year. I've been Micah. I've been Chelsea. Together we have been Icker and Ink, and you have been a beautiful audience. Merry Christmas.